is up, podcast people and soundtrack geniuses around the world. You are listening to The Soundcast, the official podcast of tracksounds.com. And you're listening to a special interview edition. And this time we're with composer Brian Tyler. Yes, he's back because he's ever busy and he has ever new titles to talk about. If you are new to The Soundcast, The Soundcast, we are dedicated to film music, TV music, video game music, and to the people who make all this incredible stuff. Brian Tyler, as you probably well know, uh, is a very well-known and famous film music composer of 55-plus films, including Fast Five, Eagle Eye, Rambo, Children of Dune, Timeline. He's also done work on television, which you've probably heard, for Star Trek Enterprise, Transformers Prime, and even more recently, Terra Nova. He's been into the video game world as well, Lego Universe, and, and the massively popular... Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Most recently, he's worked on the sequel to 2010's The Expendables, The Expendables 2. Brian Tyler, welcome back to the Soundcast. Hey, thanks a lot, Christopher. It's always great to have you on. There's thanks. always so much to talk to you about because uh, <laughs> there's, there's always so much going on with you. Yeah. And, uh, so that's awesome. Thanks. Uh, um, first off, last time we talked... Uh, you, we were talking about Terra Nova and Transformer Prime and some other projects you were working on. And at mm-hmm. the time, you were trying to get Transformers Prime released, and that has released since. So I want to say congrats on making that happen. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy that that did. Um, you know, uh, sometimes it takes a bit of a uh, a campaign, you know, to uh, but people wrote in and enough people said we want to hear this that they finally said okay, let's do this and. Uh, and I think the last time we were talking, we were discussing uh, kind of the same scenario with uh, Terra Nova um, mm-hmm. and hoping that that would uh, be put out. But that was a, a, a tougher uh, road, in a sense, because um, uh, of Terra Nova not continuing right. at Fox. But fortunately, now that's going to be coming out next month. Oh, awesome. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so that's... Uh, that's going to be La La Land is releasing it, and they're doing a really great um, uh, package with it. They're doing a double CD. It's a, it's an actual physical CD, double soundtrack release, and it's going to have a really cool booklet in there with interviews with producers and musicians and people that worked on it. Nice. Um, it's 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 very it's very cool, and I'm, I'm I'm proud of it. So we're we're working on that now, just putting finishing touches on it. So awesome. Um, I think it's in a, I think it's in September. Um, at some point so okay well we will be looking out for that for sure and you're also talking about i think it was entitled columbus circle where Mm -hmm. that what you were having you were trying to get that released as well yes yes and did that happen and it did verez put that out um recently and that's uh it's a limited edition the cd as well and uh yeah i'm i'm really proud of that one um it, it turned out it was it was a lot of fun oh very good. Well, I remember I heard a couple tracks back then, and, and right. it was very uh, um, atypical for you. It was very good. I and enjoyed those tracks, so I look forward to. Hopefully, they didn't run out of the limited edition. Yeah, already. It's, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it is on iTunes as well, but for okay. the CD, for the CD, it's you know, uh, poke around and find it. Uh, sometimes they do sell out, but um, yeah, yeah it's, it's through Verez. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And so this year, you you've done a couple of things where you released Break, which 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 again was a little bit different for you, all electronic. I really enjoy that as well. It's very kind of um, a different vibe, much kind of mellower vibe that you can kind of have playing and not be 
it doesn't pull you into the music it just kind of supports whatever you, you may be doing at the time um and so i've been really enjoying that as oh, well um and then and well and in between two i don't think you had done call of duty modern warfare 3 yet had you no, when we last that, talked yeah that was that was a oh, that was a wild one because i mean in terms of doing different projects it's something i, I really I, I i in a sense have to just to keep creatively uh kind of get those batteries always recharged and call of duty well, i mean actually all of these projects uh i think uh columbus circle came on the heels of fast five or something I, i'm not sure the order of everything it gets right. a little jumbled but they were also different terra nova had nothing to do with uh, these other ones are such a different kind of magical science fiction-y uplifting but it's end times intense well, kind of thing that I love doing also in Children of Dune yeah. that kind of vibe they're, they're closely like and not closely tied um, musically in a sense but, but uh, the feel of them has evokes a similar quality and then Columbus Circle with this Baroque nature break going into this very different electronic moody but electronic in quotes with acoustic instruments yeah. Then it was like back to the gigantic, uh, thematic, <laughs> big orchestral um, thing with Call of Duty, and and in fact, the the approach of these, uh, well, of a game that size, which I, I believe it's, it's the biggest, it's the biggest selling game of all time. I yep. think the Modern Warfare Three, um, and uh, th- they were anticipating it would do really well. You know, no one really, really knows until it comes out. But the approach was, this may be the biggest game of all time. Let's make it, you know, let's really go for it. And the approach was almost like doing it like when uh, Lord of the Rings was scoring or something like that. They just really, we really threw the kitchen sink at it. And uh, the, 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 they just wanted it to have a, a big scope, a big spectacle scale, and also recording more music than is usually done for a game in, in the sense that um, uh, it just it really covered a lot of territory um, and, uh, and and it was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm a big fan of the series anyway I'm a big first person shooter kind of gamer and um, that that was a, a blast just being able to really play it ahead of all my friends um, you know, so. <laughs> yeah so you had all the nice sniper hiding places scoped oh my out gosh before. are you kidding me oh well, see here's the thing is that I went online for about the first week uh, you know and just kind of would go around and 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 challenge people online and I mean I just just I was just destroying just just <laughs> just knocking out suckers you know and then and then like I don't know five or six days into it all of a sudden the curve starts to change oh yeah and and before you know it, you know, I, I'm I'm dropping from first to like <laughs> second to last in in pretty much every online. I mean, these people are so good, and they somehow surpassed the amount of gaming time that I had put in. Um, uh, you know, uh, yeah. you know, in, in about uh, five days, six days. So, th- and that typically happens. I've done a few games, and and uh, you know, you think you're awesome. <laughs> um, the one thing that was that was pretty cool was on the launch of the game. So it was the it was, I think the day before it came out, or I, I don't remember, but it was right around when the launch of the game happened. They threw a big Call of Duty kind of premiere launch thing at this giant soundstage down at Playa del Rey. It's actually uh, funny enough; it's where they a lot of sets are built, huge sets. Like I went down there to visit Oliver Stone when he was shooting. World Trade Center, and I was meeting with him back then, and went on the set, and it was like a recreation of, of New York and all that. So that's where they had it, and they recreated 
uh, to the inch um, one of the online multiplayer maps. Nice. And and so we went in and did the paintball wars, and that was a lot of fun. And oh, they, nice. They blared the score and everything, but we went through, and it ended up being kind of the best of the uh, of. Uh, uh, of both sides, we, we, the, the game, the people that made the game, so that was because we really knew it, got to the kind of the finals of this tournament thing. But it was against, I believe it was, um, uh, I think it was real Navy SEALs. And oh, wow. it, and then at that point, we, you know, we got destroyed. But. <laughs> well, I would hope so. If not, I'd be, I'd be a little concerned for our safety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we knew all the cheaty, you know, kind of little sniper areas. But, man, I mean, they're just a completely different levels. So that was pretty cool to see that. That, that even in the world of Call of Duty, it still pays to be a, a real deal soldier. Right, right. <laughs> well, and it's got to feel pretty good to have your name attached to what I, what I believe is the fastest selling piece of entertainment of any kind yeah, um, ever. It, I mean, that's kind of an amazing thing to put on your resume. It is pretty pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I forget the exact number, but it was something like, yeah, 750 million in five days or 800. Yeah. I don't it just It just boggles the mind, you know. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it really, it is pretty wild to, to kind of, I guess, hold that slot. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, it, it, just like I was saying, I, I, I love doing these different kind of projects, whether it's a very, very tiny movie like break that has something creatively and artistically, right. you know, uh, something to go to. And then, and then there is creatively and artistically somewhere to kind of spread your wings on something like call of duty. There's no question. It's just, they're different wings, you know? And, yes. um, so, uh, that yeah. that was pretty great, and and they did you know uh, I think actually Call of Duty um, after Call of Duty I went into scoring Standing Up for DJ Caruso which comes out uh, you know I'm not sure when it comes out it comes out I think at the end of the year mm-hmm. um, which is um, uh, this kind of really coming of age tale uh, about uh, these these twelve year olds it takes place in 1984 very beautiful films and then. Um, kind of a, a, like I say, it's kind of has a stand by me quality, and and it, and and it's like a score. Like I was, I always loved uh, the all, score for Always and certain things that John Williams had done that that had that kind of uh, that Americana ilk, and and I hadn't really visited there since Greatest Game Ever Played that mm. type of score. So that was in between Call of Duty and then going into Expendables Two. Which was a nice buffer because it actually Call of Duty going into Expendables two would have it would have almost been too much of a yeah you know uh, yeah. thing so yeah so even though they were released ki- uh, kind of consecutively I I had those in between and and it was a lot of fun also conducting Terra Nova every single week uh, while you know <laughs> kind of while <laughs> this was going on um, because that was also a nice break I get to just kind of get it out of my system writing very kind of magical esque fantasy cues right. Um, which definitely does not work in the world of Expendables. So, well, let's let's talk about. Expendables 2 a little bit. Um, it released on August 17th here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, the the ensemble is back. Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, Chuck Norris this time, Randy Couture, Terry Crews, Liam Hensworth, John Clamp, Van Damme, Bruce Willis, Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, it's just like, it's just insane to read all of those names and be talking about one right. movie. 
Um, of course, the first one, The Expendables, came out in 2010, and now you're coming back to it. Yeah. But this time it's directed by, by Simon West. Yeah. Um, my, so my first question on The Expendables 2 is, did that fact, just the fact that you were, that Simon West was directing, change things very much for you in the, in the process? Um, you know, the process was, uh, it was expanded in a way. And in, in this case, I was lucky that um, I was already on the first one. There was shorthand with Sly. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'd already worked with, on Rambo together, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the, the great thing about Expendables 2 in a sense, was okay. We're revisiting re- themes, but we want to make some new themes. We've got a def- definitive bad guy. Um, I've always thought of it as kind of my Empire Strikes Back in a way, you know, uh, mm. where, where you can really the, the second movie has this strong uh, villain theme, the bad guy, yeah. and uh, with Simon in the mix, who's who's a great director. Uh, both of them are great directors. It's almost kind of really having two great directors and. Um, and I had enough lead time that I, that I was able to, you know, have, a have a sense of what each one wanted. And, and really it was, it was all, all three of us were of like mind and, mm-hmm. uh, it just was, it was seamless. And in a situation where you could triangulate a, a you know, a colossal, uh, uh, tornado of chaos, you know, we ended <laughs> up, it just, it was not, it was not that way at all. And, and at, at first I <laughs> was kind of worried it might be in a sense, you know. It's just you you hear, oh my gosh, wait a minute. That sounds like it might be a little daunting, but but mm. uh but much the opposite. It really was smooth and I and the movie was going really well and Sly of course was very involved and Simon really knows what he's doing. Uh and it was just it was it was pretty awesome all, overall. Hmm. Now Simon West of course directed Con Air um, quite some some years ago, but yeah. the, but the genre it seems to be pretty much the same same genre. Uh, this time or last time you had three and three and a half weeks or so to do the score. How much time did you have this time? I mean, this time I had um, I was brought on while they were writing the script. You know, okay, and uh, and I had plenty of time to to work on it, and uh, so it was a, it was a nice approach. I could get more detail in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, really kind of spend time, um, uh, going over all my ideas. So, uh, yeah. I don't really remember how long it was, but I was on it for, you know, qu- quite a bit of time and, uh, did it at a, at a good pace, you know? So it was pretty much a foregone conclusion. You were, you were going to be doing the score for this one. They knew yeah. Early on. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, um, it's, I don't remember exactly the point, but yeah, it, it's, it's switched over to certain, uh, uh, into being, you know, okay, uh, you're on it, uh, but just hold tight to, oh, wait, here's some footage. Why don't you start looking at things? And, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and and that came earlier than you often would have, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, doing a sequel, I mean, you've done sequels uh, for established properties like Rambo um, and I'm sure that presents certain challenges because you've got to be faithful or you at least probably want to try to be faithful to what's come before yet give it your own spin which I think you did very well in Rambo but this is different in that you're writing a sequel score to something that you originated right uh, yeah yeah compare those two processes is it more free freeing or is it yeah more constraining is it more difficult is it easier I, I would say it's easier. Um, you're you're not having to think 
for one thing, you never you can be really honest with it. It's very hard when you when you enter something uh, that you didn't uh, originally work on. This the, the, the situation can be okay. That's cool, except that um, do I do if I do new themes? I almost like will overcompensate and not and and not explore my own themes because I I'm thinking wait. Um, I I, I want to make sure that I you know do my own thing. If they want music from the past movies in there, I will really pay deference to, for instance, um, Rambo that had Jerry Goldsmith's score in there, and mm-hmm. and I idolize him. So naturally, I'm going to be thinking, hmm, you know, uh, I want to make sure there's enough of it in there, and and so I'm like I'm thinking about another level of kind of. Um, a technical balance um, in in those cases. Um, when when there there are many times like Final Destination where it actually comes off where it's very uh, smooth, it's great smooth transition because maybe they want a, a, some of the previous scores and and you're making a nod to it and in that way you don't have to think okay which theme am I doing? Is this my theme? Is this the previous theme? Am I doing a variation? You know um, and. With Expendables, of course, you're just jumping in um, fresh, and mm-hmm. and that really uh, provided a uh, a cool way of doing it. Um, but you know, in, in a sense, the 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 times at which I've seen something like Rambo, um, you know, there is also an upside to that because you want to honor the the, the previous composer in those cases. Right. Um, but often, you know, like Fast and Furious and, and those types of things, they, they're, they're really, um, there's a certain, certain like kind of um, reboot quality to it. And I was never asked to really follow what was done before me, but to really capture the new urgency or the new sense of the movie and maybe give it uh, a new stamp. And, and that's always um, a, a lot of fun to kind of mm-hmm. jump into something that's actually known as a, as a franchise, but they want to give a new stamp on it, and that's why they're bringing me on. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 actually, in a way, that can that can be uh, it's a whole it's it's a different kind of thing. But uh, in a sense, it is like starting a new <laughs> a new franchise in those cases. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I notice in, in listening through um, Expendables two, um, one of the things that leapt out of me that the the Spanish kind of Spanish guitar sort of influences is not there, right? And, and it makes sense that it's not there. Sure. Um, but but it sounded too though like you had you were able to take your main theme and use that a lot more and kind of do different variations on it and so forth and use it in a lot of different ways. Um, was that was that one of your main goals or what was your one of what were your main goals coming into and I, you've alluded to this a little bit already but what were your main goals coming into writing the score for expendables 2 i mean one of the things i really wanted to to make sure i did was um capture you know the 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 feel of this movie as as something that is upping the ante in many different directions one you have you like i mentioned the villain and it was it's such a higher uh, bar now with uh, uh, having a villain that you want to you know is really memorable um, and Van Damme's character is pretty awesome uh, yeah. and so wanted to give him the Darth Vader treatment the the other thing is the fact that now we have an expendable uh, character that actually um, gets you know uh, killed in the line of duty you know and you 
you have a different level of seriousness that goes with that. The strange thing about, it's not strange, but the remarkable thing about the movie is it's also by far the most fun. So mm. you kind of get more serious and also have more levity at the same time in the same movie. It's something they just really pulled off well. It's hard to do. And so for the music, I really had to walk that line and make sure that all the excitement was there while at the same time maintaining a, a sense of an emotional connection to um, uh, to the to the story. So at the end, when the things happen at the end, which I won't say, um, it, it all kind of... Um, it, it, it feels satisfying, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you, you have a sense of having just a great ride, um, but 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 also keeping the human element uh, right. in there. So it was challenging, but uh, it was it was a it was a blast. Yeah. Well, uh, you in the in when you wrote the music for the first film, you know, you weren't really writing too many character motifs you are writing a theme for the expendables together as a group right and, and that's the theme you kind of carry over in here but as i you know as i read that list of of stars in the film mm-hmm. you know that those are all almost all of them are are just icons from the 80s and part of the 90s Were did were you tempted at all to like you know what i'd like i mean i know you've <laughs> given the villain his own theme but all of these characters were you at least tempted a little to let me do a little something that for 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 this guy or for yin yang or for you know what i mean right was that there at all yeah you know um there are little nods where they there certain characters have kind of specific ways that i approach you Mm -hmm. know um Mm -hmm. approach the music but but in reality i really did have to stick to but expand the idea of having the expendables as a unit almost as if they were one thing but Mm -hmm. the different emotions and moods and situations that they're in they get different uh the the, the group gets different music so you know whether or not you know it's something serious or noble or fun or suspenseful there's kind of or maybe just out and out adrenalized you'd want these different kind of musics to ideas to pop up but definitely there are different for instance i'll play on different instruments like for, for the the new character that's played by liam hemsworth there's there's a uh, he often has a, his music played on a solo French horn, which is specifically mm. him in the movie. Um, okay. And and um, and then when you have the same theme played uh, in certain situations with uh, with uh, Jason Statham, his character, he's on the cellos. And then actually, there's believe it or not, the guy in his moments of quiet solitude that 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 gets the piano, the distant wispy piano way in the background that's kind of haunting is is Sly's character because he's really okay. a, a damaged guy that um uh you know he has a he has a history, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 you want to evoke that sense of kind of he he's reflecting on things so it's very reflective anyway all these things they're, they're similar themes but they're just played differently uh, if i started to do late motifs for everyone it would be like <laughs> insanity because i'd have yeah. 75 themes i think or something like that <laughs> right right well I, that's that's a great way to handle it and it makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense um now there was a tie-in video game that was released did they use your me I, I didn't get to play that game did they use any of your music yeah for that game? i think they used music from the first one I see. Um, in there and and use stems and kind of tinkered with it. But, okay. Yeah. So you weren't really directly involved. They no. just kind of said, "Hey, can we use it?" And they went and used it. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> now you've done Rambo with 
with Sly. You've done two movies with Sly. If he came to you and said, hey, I want to do a Cobra sequel, would you be down for oh, that? Oh, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cobra. I, see, there's – that's funny you mentioned Cobra. Cobra is one of the uh, the, the, the the hidden gems from uh, – <laughs> <laughs> it is just like so like over the top and awesome. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I I wonder if that would ever happen. I think that's like uh, what's that like eighty five, eighty six, something like that. I I nothing surprises me anymore in terms of what they will remake. So if it, I mean, you've got Dread coming out now. That it's right. a remake of you know, it's just yeah. It like it seems like everything is on the table right now. I, I no. think <laughs> I, I think they might. I mean, you know, there'd be a chance. I think that they would end up doing more of a. Uh, um, something with expendables or maybe rambo before they did that but you know you never know well now you mentioned earlier i think the title you mentioned was stand up or stand was that is that oh, retitled standing from yes. standing up is that a retitle of the goats yeah it is no um, okay yeah that was its uh what do you call it it's sometimes they have a code title or something like that oh the working title yeah working title and um okay. yeah so standing up yeah that's exactly what it is and reuniting with uh with dj caruso and yeah. um and, and uh you- yeah. You work with him on, um, on Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye and Inside, yeah. And uh, and now he's also we're we're um, um, getting into looking at doing another movie together um, uh, called uh, In Vertigo. Um, okay, which would be really cool. So so you know, um, but yeah, for now we're working on this, and uh-huh. um, it should be uh, it should be. You know, coming soon, and it's I re- it's one of my favorite scores I've ever worked on for sure. And so, oh, nice. yeah, it really because it, it's, it's 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 using a, a kind of a melodic muscle that uh, I, I sometimes uh, don't get to use. So for for me, um, no doubt about it, a pretty yeah. darn cool project, and it's really great. It's a great movie. What can you tell us about John Dies at the End? Yes. How could I forget about John Dies at the End? That is like the craziest film. Um, it is the craziest You're re-teaming film. again there as well. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, Don Coscarelli and we're, you know, we, for for all this time, you know, we've been talking about doing something again. And, and he came to me and said, okay, I got this movie so out there. And, and uh, I talked to early on... Um, uh, both him and P- Paul Giamatti I talked to uh, uh, mm-hmm. about doing this and uh, Paul was one of the ones that really was on board early in terms of also kind of wanting to get the Baba Hotep team together because he saw Baba Hotep and just absolutely loved that movie and, and mm-hmm. was really um, a fan of the score and I'm such a fan of his and it was like oh my gosh this could be very very cool yeah. and, and um, so that was pretty great um, we were able to um, uh, go in there and do something that was just c- completely ignoring any type of um, you know status quo in terms of movie music on that one. So mm. it, either you know it's pretty strange and out there, but, and it's, it's humorous, but but scary and. Uh, so you're already done with it. Uh, yes, uh, already done with that one. Uh, that okay. just finished that up, and that should be coming soon as well. 
Well, the I saw the trailer, and the trailer it looks pretty bizarre. It's and, weird. And the, yeah. and the write-up on it, you know, they talked. What is what is the the stuff's called? Soy sauce, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I read that, I'm thinking, oh, that's what the black juice was in Prometheus. Yeah, now right. I understand <laughs> yeah, everything. Soy sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, for sure, he uh, he, you know, went to the wall with this. It was a book originally, or a short story, I think, actually. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, as it turns out, it was one of those things where you read it and you think there's no way they can make this into a movie. It was kind of one of those. Mm-hmm. And it just turned out really cool and oddball. And it, like, it was one of those ones where I go in um, and it's, it's a creative kind of journey. You can do, um, you know, you can really do it up. Uh, you can, sure. so it, I was really pleased, you know, so, um, that is going to, you know, I wish I had the date, you know, um, I, I just don't at this time when it's coming up, but it will be, and there's going to be a soundtrack for that as well. Okay. Well, we look forward to that as well. Um, so as we wrap up here, Justin Lin's doing fast and furious six, I guess the title's going to be, are you going to be back on that? I uh, don't know yet. Um, okay. th- we're we're kind of early days, um, but uh, you know, uh, I always love working with Justin, and we're 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 I think a, a, a great team, and um, uh, and I always love the series, you know, and uh, you know I've done what have I done now? Three of them. Um, mm-hmm. I've done three of them, so I've kind of done my trilogy of of the scores. But if um, you know, if we can. Uh, up the ante and, and uh, do it up, it would, it would be fun. But I, I'm, uh, that's something I don't really know exactly about it yet. Um, okay. But um, the, um, the, I, in fact, I think I was just hearing about how they were, they were shooting and it's, it's looking awesome apparently. So, <laughs> well, I hope, I hope they do bring you back. Cause that, that the main thing that you created for fast five is one of, one of my favorites. That oh, you've, Thank you. Of yours. It's great. And it's very memorable. And um, so I'm hoping to get some more of that in the next one. Yeah. I'm be, just curious what the do, name of it's Yeah. Well, right, it's going to do like the fast. It's actually going back to the Fast and the Furious and Six instead of doing Oh, okay. It's not Fast Six. I, we kinda, I remember the, talking about that even like when we were finishing up the last one. And, <laughs> right. and, and at one point it was like, why well, are we going to do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> two of them at the same time? And Oh, I see. Yeah, all, all sorts of stuff. So. We'll see, and, and Justin's uh, got a, a great, uh, a great number of things in in the pipeline, and um, and anytime we can work schedules out that we can work together, I, I'm all for it, no doubt. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, uh, Expendables Two is out in theaters now. Go check it out if you want to see every action uh, star from the <laughs> '80s and '90s in in one place at one time. And uh, the, I think the soundtrack's out on iTunes already, but the physical CD comes out later in September, I think the 25th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so um, I, I, I'm liking what I hear in mm-hmm. in the second one for me. It sounds, because uh, I, I, I love that main theme, and so it Thanks. seems like you get to use it more this time. And so yeah. I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying getting to hear it every time it pops up. Oh, uh, and so couple other movies from you coming and soundtracks as well as we just talked about it i keep i want to say the ghost but it's standing up it's standing up yes standing up and uh, what was the other one john dies at the end yeah uh, all coming this year sometime i'm I'm assuming so we'll look forward to watching and listening to those as well 
well, thanks again so much for the time. Sure. And um, it's always great speaking with you. And I look forward to speaking with you another few months when you have like 15 more projects. <laughs> <under your program. laughs> well, I, I'm down, man. You can call me anytime. We'll do it. <laughs>